0: You're listening to the preaching podcast of the Amazing Grace Baptist Church, located in Mount Airy, North Carolina, where Dr. Jonathan Barker is the pastor. We pray that the following message will be a blessing to you. The book of Ezekiel this morning, and we'll bring a thought out of here today with the help of the Lord. The book of Ezekiel today... Ezekiel chapter number 16. Let me say this as you're finding your place this morning. I sure I know I said this on Friday night at the ordination service, but I know some wasn't here. Uh, I sure appreciate Miss Rhonda and her husband David working so hard on Thursday and Friday, and there's a few others that helped with it, but they was the main ones, um, working so hard on Thursday and Friday to lay all the rock here behind us. And uh, man, doesn't that look good. Amen. And uh, I appreciate that whenever you see David out, um, you let him know that you appreciate it, and um, I'll just say this, whenever you see him walk through the doors of the church here before long, you let him know you appreciate it also, amen, because by faith, I'm believing he's going to, amen, and uh, I appreciate all, I think it's absolutely beautiful, amen, and um, we uh, we was about done, and um, we had some left, matter of fact, tonight after church, if we can get a few of our men to help us move that, but um, uh, we was about done, and I told Mr Rhonda, I said, let's just keep going. I said, let's do all the church like it. Amen. I like it. And uh, it's beautiful and I appreciate them working so hard on that and getting that done for us. The book of Ezekiel chapter number 16 today. Ezekiel chapter number 16. We'll look at a thought out of here with the help of the Lord. Please make sure you're faithful to God's house tonight. We'll have a good, good time. Amen. Ezekiel chapter number 16. I'll say this just right before I read. On September the 1st, it's a Sunday. On September, the first that Sunday night. Uh, I got a young preacher out of uh, Greenville, South Carolina, going to be here. Uh, Brother Ian's about 19 or 20 years old, and a preaching machine, Brother Ian Maccabee, will be with us that Sunday night. And I've had him booked now for probably two or three months. I talked to him and um, uh, been trying just to be a friend to him. And uh, I'm looking forward to him being here. Amen. You that was there last night, what about them preachers before the service started? Amen. It's about It's about 10 minutes till time for service to start. Brother Jeremy said the first three preachers on the platform gets four minutes apiece. Man, there was four run up on the platform at the same time and let all four of them preach. And they preached the house down. I called it a pep rally is what I called it. Amen. And uh, boy, we had a good time. Ezekiel 16. Let's stand in honor and reverence to the reading of God's Word. We'll read a few verses out of here. and I want to say this. We don't stand out of habit. I believe it's scriptural to do that. When you study the book of uh, Nehemiah, chapter number 7, you'll see where they've done that. When Nehemiah opened the book and read it, amen, I believe it's scriptural to do that. Ezekiel 16 this morning, I want to pick up reading in verse number 1, and I'll bring a few thoughts out of here with the help of the Lord today. The Bible said again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, call Calls Jerusalem to know her abomination and say, Thus saith the Lord God unto Jerusalem Thy birth and thy nativity is of the land of Canaan. Thy father was an Amorite, and thy mother an Hittite. And as for thy nativity, in the day thou wast born, thy navel was not cut, neither wast thou washed in water to supple thee. Thou was not salted at all. Nor swaddled at all. None, I pitied thee to do any of these unto thee, to have compassion upon thee, but thou wast cast out into an open field to the loathing of thy person in the day thou wast born. And when I passed by thee and saw thee polluted in thine own blood, I said unto thee, When thou wast in thy blood, live. Yea, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. I have caused thee to multiply as the bud of the field, and thou hast increased and in wax and great, and thou art come to excellent ornaments. thy breasts are fashioned, and thine hair is grown, whereas thou wast naked and bare. Now when I passed by thee and looked upon thee, behold thy time was the time of love and I spread my skirt over thee and covered thy nakedness yea I swear unto thee and entered into a covenant with thee saith the Lord God and thou becamest mine then washed I thee with the water yea I thoroughly washed away thy blood from thee and I anointed thee with oil I clothed thee also with the broader Work, and shod thee with a badger skin, and I girded thee about with fine linen, and I covered thee with silk. I decked thee also with ornaments, and I put bracelets upon thy hands and a chain on thy neck. And I put a jewel on thy forehead, and earrings in thine ears, and a beautiful crown upon thy head. Thus thou was uh, that. Thus wast thou decked with the gold and silver, and thy raiment was of fine linen and silk, embroidered and work. Thou didst eat fine flour and honey and oil, and thou wast exceeding beautiful, and thou didst prosper into a kingdom and thy renown went forth among the heathen uh, uh, for thy beauty and it was perfect through my comeliness which I put upon thee saith the Lord God now father I pray that as we look into thy word this morning that you'd help us today Lord I know that in my flesh there's nothing I can say nothing I can do that would help anybody God in the arm of the flesh I'll do nothing but fail today but I pray over the next few minutes, Lord, that you'd illuminate my mind, God. I pray, God, that you'd give us clarity of thought and clarity of speech. I pray, God, that you'd preach us in power and unction and demonstration of the Holy Spirit of God. Father, I pray that people would see past me today and see you and your grace and your glory and what you've done for us. God, I pray that if they'd be one here lost today that the Holy Spirit would but woo them to Calvary, God, and they'd be saved by the grace of God. Father, we'll be careful to give you the praise. In Jesus' name we pray it. Amen and amen. You can be seated this morning. I want to look into these verses, and I know a lot of people probably in your mind right now is going, what in the world has the preacher just read to us out of the book of Ezekiel? But I want to preach on this thought with the help of the Lord out of these verses, a picture of the grace of God. A picture of the grace of God. When you come to Ezekiel, chapter number 16, in this passage, God is dealing with the city of Jerusalem or the nation of Israel. They have once again descended into idolatry and the Lord is trying to woo them back unto himself. He does this by reminding them of the grace that he has bestowed upon them. Can I say this to you this morning? Thank God for grace today. Matter of fact, this the Apostle Paul said it this way in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 in verse number 10. I am what I am by the grace of God. If it wasn't for grace today we would all, every one of us sitting in this room, we would be in hell today without the grace of God. But thank God for grace today. I thought about this today. The Bible said in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by what grace are you saved through faith? And that.'" not of yourselves. It's a gift of God not of works, uh, lest any man should boast. Uh, Salvation is not of works today. There's no way that I can work my way into heaven. Uh, There's no way that I can preach my way into heaven. There's no way I can baptize my way into heaven. Uh, For by grace are you saved through faith. Salvation is by grace today. Thank God for grace today. I thought about this. You know the Bible said in 2nd Corinthians chapter number 12 and verse number 9 and he said unto me my grace is sufficient for thee for my strength is made perfect in weakness most gladly therefore will I rather glory in my infirmities uh, that the power of Christ may rest upon me Paul said that I can glory in my storm I can glory in my infirmity I can glory in the heartaches of this life and here's the reason why Cause of the grace of God. The grace of God is sufficient for everything that we'll ever face. No matter how bad the storm may be, no matter how bad the phone call may be, no matter how bad the disease may be, no matter how far gone that wayward child may be, the grace of God is sufficient for, well, amen, the grace of God is sufficient for whatever we need today in our life. Can I say this? I I'm glad that the grace of God Has never run out And the grace of God will never run out I'm glad that he's got enough Grace to be sufficient For everybody today Can I just say this to you before I preach this morning Before the world was Ever formed Before the foundations of the world was ever laid God knew how many people Would be here And there's enough grace for all 7 billion People that lives in our world today And there is enough Of grace for you today, the grace of God. In this today, we see this picture of a baby that is left uh, in a field uh, uh, to its own being, and that baby within its own self could absolutely do nothing. And again, it is a picture of the nation of Israel, and that is the context of that. But I also believe that there is a practical uh, application that we can bring out of it today, and that practical application is is simply this. You and I as a child of God today, there was a time that we wasn't, if you're here this morning and you're saved by the grace of God, uh, there was a time that we wasn't saved. Uh, there was a time, amen goes right there, there was a time that we was lost uh, and on the way to hell, but there was a God in his sufficient grace uh, came to where we was at, saw us in our need of him, uh, reached out to us and loved us uh, and had compassion on us and saved us this morning. Amen. I believe out of this passage of scripture today, we can see a picture of God's grace to us in humanity. Number one, this morning in looking at this baby that is left in the field, I want you to see number one, the condition of this baby. The condition of this baby. As we look at the condition of this baby left out in the field to die, we can see a picture uh, of a lost sinner. We can see what we were uh, before God uh, saved us. If we are saved, uh, we need to every once in a while uh, allow our mind to go back and remember uh, where God brought us from. Matter of fact, 2 Peter said, I have to say it this way. I think it means as long as I'm in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in what? In a remembrance. So if you're saved this morning that's great but may God remind us of the condition that we was in before we were saved I see this in the condition of this baby and in the condition of a lost man today in verse number 4 the Bible said this and as for thy nativity in the day thou wast born, thy navel was not cut, neither was thou washed in water to supple thee, I see this number one this morning in the condition of this baby I would say this, I see that this baby was unclean this baby was unclean, listen to what the Bible said in Isaiah chapter number 64, but we are all as an unclean thing and all our righteousness are as filthy rags and we all do fade as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. Can I say this this morning? The condition of that baby was unclean. It was unclean. The condition of us today without the grace of God. Can I say this to you today? We are unclean. you see. Well preacher I'm a good person No uh, you're unclean You say preacher I'm in church Uh, You're unclean Can I say something to you today Uh, I'm unclean in the eyes of God uh, In my own righteousness What did the scripture say to us He said uh, that our righteousness uh, Is as filthy rags Uh, We are no good uh, In the eyes of God Hear me and hear me well God cannot even look upon us today uh, because of our wretched condition and that's the reason that he sent well amen that's the reason he sent Jesus and Jesus took upon himself uh, the form of a servant and became obedient to death even the death of the cross and because of the death of the cross he that knew no sin became sin so we could be made the righteousness of God in him we're unclean within ourselves but in the eyes of Jesus and through the blood of Jesus we can be made clean you see the condition it was unclean but I see this the condition was it was unclothed it was unclothed in verse number 4 that was not salted at all nor swaddled at all it was unclothed you remember the Bible back in Genesis chapter number 3 In Genesis chapter number three, you remember that story there in Genesis chapter number three. And sin came into the world for the first time. And when sin came into the world for the first time, when God approached Adam and Eve, what had they done? They had took fig leaves and sewn them together or put them together somehow and they had tried to clothe themselves. Why? Because once your sin is exposed to you, you see that you're unclothed and unworthy before God, their condition this morning, he was unclean, he was unclothed, but can I say this to you, look in verse number 5 and its condition, none I pitied thee to do any of these unto thee, to have compassion upon thee, but thou was cast out in the open field to the loathing of thy person in the day that thou wast born. Now I see this in the condition this morning. It was unclean. It was unclothed. But can I say this? It was uncontrollable. That baby was uh, you said, what do you mean? There was nothing that baby could do within itself to get help. Nothing at all within itself. There was nothing at all. Listen to what the Bible said in Psalms 142 verse number 4. He said I you. Looked on my right hand and beheld, and there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. Can I just say this to you this morning when you think about the condition of that baby right there? The condition of that baby was completely out of its control. Yeah. They would say, Hey, look, have you ever seen a little baby? You ever seen a little baby? I don't know what the youngest baby is, but there's probably about 10 or 12 back there in the nursery right now. And thank God for those three that's probably about to pull their hair out right now <laughs> are you with me but you know what you take that little baby that's just been born it's umbilical umbilical <laughs> it's umbilical cord has not been cut yet and it's laid out into the middle of the field and there it lays in its own self that baby could not do one thing matter of fact it probably screamed just a little bit but then it's little voice left there it laid polluted in it's own blood I don't have time to preach that but it was polluted in it's own blood laying there in that field And you know what? The only way that baby was ever going to get any help is if somebody came to it. That baby was in a state that there was nothing uh, that they could do within themselves. Uh, Brother Ryan and I was talking this week, and and men in in general are fixers. Men in general are. In other words, if my wife comes to me and she come to me the other day and she still works one day a week at the health department she come to me the other day and uh, here's what she said brother Josh she said well we had a bad day and this one said this and this one said that and as soon as she started talking I was already processing in my mind talking her into quitting and I said just send him a letter we don't have to have it it's just an out for you on Mondays to get out of the house just send him a letter and here's what she said I don't want to quit. I just want you to listen to me. Come on, women. This is your time, okay? This is your time to holler amen. We're natural fixers and if we can't fix something it bothers us can I tell you something this baby could not fix the condition that it was in by itself it would have laid there and died now I want you to hear me this morning if you're here lost and not saved here is your condition you're unclean you're unclothed you don't have the garments of Christ on you and you're uncontrollable you cannot fix that on your own maybe it was left out there. And if nobody had a came by, can I just say this to you this morning, that baby would have died, polluted in its own blood. Number one, I see the condition this morning. But number two, I see the compassion this morning. Oh yeah, I do see the condition. And, and, and time out. Push your notes to the side just a second. Rewind in your mind 20 years ago where you used to be on a Sunday morning. Rewind in your mind 20 years ago where you used to be on a Friday night and a Saturday night and waking up on a Sunday morning hungover. That was your condition. At one point in time. Oh, but aren't you glad that the Lord didn't leave you laying out there in your condition and let you die and go to a devil's hell? Oh, yes. Amen. I know we got visitors, but you ought to holler amen, church. Aren't you glad that God didn't leave you in that condition? Number two, I see the compassion this morning. Verse number six says this, And when I passed by thee, It did not say when thou passed by me. But it's... There's a big difference in that. It said, when I passed by thee. When I passed by thee. Here we see a picture of God passing by the sinner and stooping down to where the sinner is and rescuing the sinner out of the pit and the muck and the mire polluted in its own blood. God coming to where the sinner is and get in the center. I've said this many times. The night I got saved, July the 20th, 1994, the night I got saved, Brother Scotty, I did not go to church looking for God. I did not go to church with any intentions of being saved. You want me to tell you the reason I went to church that night, number one? Because Daddy said I had to. I was 16... I had my license, but Daddy said I was going to be in church that night. And if I had not went to church that night, I probably wouldn't have lived to see the next day. Y'all think I'm picking. Uh, Y'all seen the way he preached Brother Jonathan the other night? That's the way he whooped whenever he whooped us. We didn't get whippings and spankings and one, two, three, go sit and time out. I, 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 I wish somebody would have wrote that book before I was born. Somebody holler, Amen. I went to church that night because daddy made me. Now listen, I was 16 then. I wasn't married, okay? And number two, because I knew there's about 75 teenage girls going to be there. And I was going to try my best to get every one of the good-looking ones number. Now, I didn't say every one of them because some of them was just ugly, okay? I mean, they was U-G-L-Y. They didn't have no alibi. They was ugly. Y'all with me? Holler amen, Brother Matt. She was there. Now, you say, preacher, you ought not say, well, you thought the same thing. The only difference is I say it and you don't because you won't be politically correct. <laughs> Somebody needs to tell, thank God for makeup. Somebody holler. Come back. Come back. But you know what happened that night, Brother Wade? I got down there. <laughs> I got down there in my own condition. Amen. <laughs> Well, amen. Just time out a minute. I got down there in my own condition. Verse number 6 took effect. And when I passed by thee... Boy, I didn't go looking for the Lord, but I sure am glad in this compassion. He came to us. He came to where we was at. He spoke to our heart. Here's the way Squire Parsons said it. The gulf that separated me from Christ, my Lord. It was so vast, the crossing I could not ford from where I was to his domain. It seemed so far. I cried, dear Lord, I cannot come to where you are. He came to me oh, he came to me when I could not go to where he was. He came to me. That's why he died on Calvary when I could not go to where he was. He came to me. It's anybody else in the church this morning that remembers your condition. Oh, but you also remember that day when Jesus came to your house and knocked on your heart's door, when he got down in the muck and the mire of the world and picked you up and saved your hell-deserving soul. He came to us, his compassion. He came to us. He came to us. I didn't go to him, but he came to me. He came to me. I thought about this. He not only came to me. I've got a hurry. He not only came to me, I thought about this. I'm 21 minutes in. Stay with me for about 7 more minutes and I'll quit. He came to me, but I thought about this. He commanded me. He commanded me. Look what he said in verse number (laughs) 6. And when I passed by thee and saw thee polluted in thine own blood, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, What's that next word? Leab. Your pushes dignity to the side right there. When thou wast polluted in thine own blood when we was polluted in our own blood, when we was headed to hell, you know what Christ done when He got to where we was at? Here's what He done. He didn't say, well, you need to go through a 13-step program, and you need to go do this, and you need to go do that. No, He saw our dead soul, and you had He quickened, made alive, is what that means. And He, you had He quickened, who were past tense, dead in trespassings of sin. He commanded us that day to leave. thank God for the day he passed by where I was at and just didn't look at me just didn't see me but he said live when I was polluted in my own blood he said live yea I said unto thee when thou wast in thy blood live thank God that he commanded us to live that day I thought about this you look in verse number eight and nine. I'm not going to preach this because we'll be here all day. He had compassion on us. He had compassion on us. So, what did he say? He said, When I passed by thee and looked upon thee in verse number eight, behold, thy time was the time of what's the next word? Love. Love. When I read that. Okay, now we're going to time out, okay? But when I read that, some of y'all's mind went to the same place because I see the smiles on your face. I thought about what the world needs now is love, sweet. <laughs> Somebody holler, amen. Let me tell you what that is, what the world needs today. But it's the love of Christ. That <laughs> the love of Christ. It was a time of compassion. I ain't got time to preach this. It was a time of compassion. He had compassion on us. He covered us with Himself. He claimed us. He made a covenant with us. He cleansed us. He cured us. And He consecrated us all right there in verse number 8 and 9. She so said, say, Preacher, what are you saying this morning? I see number one, the condition. Number two, the compassion. Why don't you see this number three in closing this morning? I see the clothing. I see the clothing this morning. I see the clothing. I got a couple. I'm going to try to hit them. Let me just show this to you real quick. I see the clothing in verse number 10. Look what he said in verse number 10. I clothed thee also, I clothed thee also with a broader's work, and shod thee with a badger's skin, and I girded thee about with fine linen, and I covered thee with silk. I see the clothing This morning, what happened in Genesis chapter number three? God took Adam and Eve's righteousness off of them, those fig leaves. What did God do? God shed blood, God shed blood, killed an animal, He made them coats of skin, and then God clothed them so that He could look at them again. You see, that's what God wants to do. Listen to this verse right here. If this verse don't make you say amen, you need to get saved. Listen to this verse right here. Isaiah 61.10 I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments. And as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. He clothed me in his his righteousness. He clothed me and said, He said, live! When I was polluted in my own blood. I see the condition. I see the compassion. I see the clothing. I see this. Number four, and I'll be done this morning. I see this. I see the change. I see the change this morning. Miss Tanya, make your way to the piano and start playing. I see the change this morning. Look at verse number 14. And thy renown... Went forth among the heathen for thy beauty. And it was perfect through my comeliness. Which I had put upon thee, saith the Lord God. He said, which I had put upon thee. God said, I'm the one that changed your life. I'm the one that put that on you. Look at something with me. Look at something with me. Verse number 6. He said, I pass by thee, I said unto thee, I said unto thee, verse number 7, I have caused thee, verse number 8, I pass by thee, I spread my skirt on thee, I swear unto thee, verse number 9. Then washed I thee, I thoroughly washed thee, I anointed thee with oil. Verse number 10, I clothed thee, I girded thee, I covered thee. Verse number 11, I decked thee, I put bracelets upon thee. Verse number 12, I put a jewel on thy forehead. Anybody else get that? God said, I'm the one that's done everything that you have today. Everything that you got, I'm the one that done it. You say, well, i worked work for it. Well, honey, who give you the breath to get up and go to work? Who woke you up this morning? My alarm clock. I turned mine off. I don't like them. Who woke you up? Leslie's dead. No, God woke you up this morning. Who clothed you in your right mind this morning? Some of y'all question whether all of us have it. It just depends on what day it is. But who clothed us in our mind this morning? It was God. It was God. Who gave you the ability to know how to get here today? It was God. Everything that you have and everything that you ever will have and everything that you've ever had is all because of God. Amen. And here's what he says in the closing of this. This change that takes place. Here's what he says. And thy renown went forth among the heathen for thy beauty. For it was perfect through my comeliness which I had put upon thee, saith the Lord God. He said, what I put upon you was perfect. And that's salvation. And he said, now your beauty is Goes forth among the heathens. What a change. What a change. I don't mean to embarrass Brother Jerry. And if I do, he'll get on to me after service. He will. But I hope it don't embarrass him. We was talking last Sunday night back in the office. They got here a little bit early. and We was talking back there. He likes to play golf. There's nothing wrong with that. By the way, do you all know why they call it golf? Because all the four other four-letter words was already taken when they invented that game. You that's ever played will appreciate that, won't they, Brother Bailey? But he was talking about golf and the boys that he or the men that he plays with. He said the other day, one of them said, I don't understand what's got into you. What's different about you? One of the other spoke up and said, Have you not heard? And they said, no. I said, what is it? He said, Jerry, God say. Said that other guy replied, Well, that's the reason you've been so happy the past few weeks. Let me tell you what's happening. God is letting his beauty be known among the heathen. Amen. That day was a day that his Amen. that his condition was unclean. None unclothed, none uncontrollable. But on a Sunday night, the Holy Ghost passed by where He was at and had compassion on Him. And why He was polluted in His... I'm about to turn the pulpit over. I'm just... I'm trying to be calm. And why He was polluted in His own blood, the Savior said, Live. But right there, the Savior said, Live. And he left out of here saying, I just started living. I found me a brand new life. And now his beauty is known among the heathen. Brother Ryan, I guarantee you, if we was to go back in Wilkes County see some of them boys that you used to run with, I guarantee you, their attitude of what you was back then is a whole lot different than what it is today. But there was a night... There was a night, 31 minutes and 25 seconds. I'm stopping in just a minute. There was a night that the Savior passed by and saw you polluted in your own blood and said, Live. Live. other Sunday morning. Brother, you made your way to an altar and the Savior said, Live. Miss Kayla, the other Sunday morning. She slipped out. The other Sunday morning. Miss Annette. As your youngin' <laughs> the Savior saw your youngin' in the condition that polluted in our own blood brother Adam, that's nothing we could do within ourselves. The only thing I could do was crawl to bloody Calvary. And I sure am glad when I got there the ground was level at the foot of the cross. And the Savior said, Live. Live. While I was <laughs> while I was polluted in my own blood, Miss Sherry. He said live. I'm going to ask you this question this morning. Are you saved? Has there been that time that the Savior passed by where you was at? Last night, Miss Beth, I sat with a lady. I'm so excited about this. I sat with a lady and she's fixing to do a book on foothills. It's going to go all the way back probably to the beginning of 2016 when that revival broke out here. And then... The tent meeting that broke out in the middle of 2016, over 200 was saved out of that, went five weeks. She's fixing to do a book on it, and we're talking about different memories. And I remember that night when you left that tent and started up a road. I sent you a text and said, I'm praying for you. Boy, I knew God was ringing your bell. I said, I'll be around a while. Everybody thinks when everybody leaves the tent, it's over. No, the work just starts, don't it, Brother Heath? It wasn't long, I got a text back, Preacher, if you'll be there, I'm on my way back. I'll never forget watching you and Brother Andrew pull into the parking lot and we walked in that little church office there at Northwood. And the Savior saw you polluted in your own blood, wretched, vile sinner, just like every one of us was. And the, sa- <laughs> the Savior said, Live. There's one thing for certain, I sure have seen a change in your life since then. And why? Because of all the things the Savior done, Brother Josh. I could preach for another hour on that. Are you saved today? If you're not, there's a God that loves you. There's a God passing by your way. And there's a God that will change your life. You'll never get it straightened out yourself. You'll never get it straightened out yourself. You need to do as the old songwriter says, just as I am. You need to come just as you are. And let God change you. Father, in Jesus' name as we stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed this morning.